shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Everything that we've been through. We want to get to this place. Oh God, Father, you thank you. We thank you because you've been blessing. You continue to preserve us and our families and all that concerns us in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So uh, let's open our Bibles to um, uh, to Philippians chapter 2. Uh, last week we had spent some time Philippians chapter one, chapter two. But now we are going to go a bit deeper even this week by the mercies of God, as God will permit us. Uh, Philippians chapter two is actually very rich. Amen. It's actually very, very rich. Philippians chapter two. So God will help us in the time we have, our our half we have, uh, to access truths in there. Amen. So um, I read from verse one, chapter two, verse one. Uh, first of all, sorry, I think um, the original link we used, uh, which was hosted by Falakemi, she's not in town; she had travelled. So Akwe had to quickly do this one for us. So thank you, Akwe, for that. Uh, uh, I don't know how it works though. Maybe if it goes off, we'll quickly do a new new link and send on the WhatsApp group so we can join back in again. But I hope it wouldn't go off because this, uh, uh, yeah, amen. Alright, so Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. It says, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded. So this is the, almost like Paul summing up what he wants us to be. If you've seen anything good in me, Praise God. If you see anything good in me, first of all, it will be any consolation in Christ as a result of the Christ in me. Right? So the Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my own joy. So Paul's utmost joy was that every believer, amen, every believer that he was writing to uh, should be like-minded. Should be like-minded. Having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Now, already from just reading this first, very, it hasn't even gone deep. Just the very first three verses is just totally against how we are built to live in this world. Praise God. It's totally against how man is designed to be constructed in this world. Esteem other better than themselves. <laughs> Let nothing be done with true strife or vain glory, self-glory. But in lowliness of mind, amen, let each esteem other better than themselves. So just the standard, just the Christ standard you can, see, can you see how Christ is an enemy of this world? Just to already look at the standard. When you are in this world, you are designed 
as the exact opposite of this, that standard. The carbon copy opposite. Amen? Praise God. It's almost like even the word, like look at that statement, let each esteem other better than themselves. It's almost like going against self-esteem. <laughs> esteem other. You get with that mind. There's a mind in Christ that there's something about Christ that is anti this world. So the first thing that a soul must be ready to drop when you are approaching Christ, the, you are hitting the content of Christ, you are you be ready to drop this world. And when I mean this world, it's not, not talking about the earth. I'm talking about the system of this world. The mind of this world. That competitive mind, backbiting mind, mind of malice. Mind of getting ahead instead of your peer. That mind is still this world. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, the one I said, oh, what do you mean? Getting ahead instead of your peers. We want to, you know, they say overtaking is allowed. You know, I've read that statement before. When you enter Christ, overtaking is not allowed. Just stay in your own lane. <laughs> Amen. What do I mean by that? The Bible says, do not compare. What does the Bible say? Do not compare yourselves. Don't compare themselves among themselves. Among are fools. Uh-huh. Are you saying that? You have your own race to run in Christ. And there's also, inside that Christ, there's an arrangement for your earthly life. That you should not be in competition with your brother. You should not be in competition with your neighbor. With your sister. Amen. I know what I'm saying is, is crazy. Because <laughs> of this world. Amen. This world... The design of this world is pit directly against the design in Christ. Praise the name Sorry, of the Lord. I have a quick question. Sorry, Go ahead. So, say for instance, uh, myself and Iyanu were in the same profession, and maybe Iyanu has attained a certain level in the profession, and I desire to have that level of attainment. Yes. Would we consider me running Yanu's race or it's fine? I mean, I just, oh, Yanu, so you've gotten this thing. Uh, how do I get this education? I really want this. Oh, now you have maybe like, you know, you're earning more money. Like, you know, so. Yes. Would that be competitive or would that be, I'm happy for Yanu, you know. Can yes, but you want yours too. You want yeah. what she has. Yeah. So in essence, you covet what she has. Yeah. Yes. Um. In, in and this is where this is the normal life of this world. What you just explained is the normal life of this world. But a, a soul who is in Christ and being instructed by Christ, you only go for the certifications that have been instructed, have been permitted by Christ. Do you get me? Um. Let's see something. Let me open more. Let me explain. Let me expound that a bit more, so that we understand who this Christ is more first. Then it will help you. It will help us answer the question better. Let's see John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Let's see John chapter 1. Praise God. Uh, Somebody can help me read from verse 1 to 3. 
beginning was the word. Okay. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Mm-hmm. So all things were made by who? By him. him. So it means inside Christ, inside the world, is your business. Do you get me? Your family, your work, all things, your career, all those instructions of all things are inside him. Do you get me? So in Christ, by the Holy Ghost, you'll be receiving instructions. One that was clear for me, I did my master's because they told me to. I was instructed to. Amen. I didn't do it because I looked and saw somebody else had a master's who was my age, mate. Do you get me? Although generally it's in that mind, okay, I need to do I probably but even the the timing, everything, they instructed me to do it. So one thing you will find is that and many people it, it, it I know it's a difficult thing because we're discussing the world versus Christ. They are two entire opposites. If you give, the more you give yourself to Christ, the more you'll be looking foolish to this world. But not knowing that the Christ that you are looking to, all things were made by him. Let me tell you, Christ is the one who knows where the world is going heading. The Bible says he upholding all things by the word of his power. How many of us know that? I remember about seven years ago, there was a boom. Obviously, oil boom. And then, you know, for the last seven years or so, there's been a bust, you know, a struggle in the province. Now, there are many people who, per adventure, lost their jobs. All they had known was working in the oil rigs. And then all of a sudden now, it's almost like they didn't have any future of any prospect. So they now have to go and retrain. Whereas, if you were in Christ, in, in instructed by Christ, Christ would have probably told you four years ago, I'm trying to make it practical, Four years ago, to go and do some, maybe go and learn some uh, IT, take an IT program, an IT course for six months, nine months, even though why you are working. It's Christ, it's out of instructions in Christ that that thing, that leading will come. Why? Because Christ knows where the world is going. You see that? But we don't, many times, the challenge is trusting somebody we don't see. And so many times we pick instructions from what we see. So as I.E. a person said, Iyanu got had a certification that made her make more money. So based on that scene, we picked an instruction. What instruction did we pick from Iyanu that we need to get that certification to make that amount of money she's making? Now what I'm saying is that in Christ, all things were made by him. You can also pick a similar instruction. But that instruction will actually be better because it is ordered by the Spirit. Aha. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, don't you, we, you know, the transition from world to Christ, it not, you won't just move into all of Christ immediately. So, there's no way that you will not have the challenges of seeing somebody go ahead of you. I wanted to be like that person. It will be a temptation for each and every one of us. But you should. But how do you stop something? That's the wrong way. Do you get me? 
the only way to stop a wrong way is first to inform the person, the soul, that that way is wrong. So even though the person may fall seven times in the same wrong way, do you get me? The person is knowing, admitting now, before you were not admitting it was wrong. But in your soul, now you are beginning to admit that that methodology of making progress in life is wrong. That's how, that's the beginning of solution. When you begin to admit, begin to go, Christ, what Christ will do is that Christ will open up all those wrong spirits, wrong way of thinking, wrong pattern of life. He will first open up it, open it up there. Now, when it's opened up, that's the beginning of salvation. Then after that, you now have to begin to also open your heart to try and do it. And you won't do it in one day, but eventually you will get to a place where when you've, 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 when you've dived into the waters of Jesus sufficiently enough that you will now have enough might, you will now have enough strength not to compare yourself with somebody else. Because the Bible says, Thou hast shown me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of, of joy. At thy right hand, presence, pleasures forevermore. First, it was part of life to come to his presence. So, on the journey to come to his presence, you will still stumble. But once you are committed to coming, there will be enough might, enough grace energy for you to start dropping wrong ways. Amen. That this world has trained us in since we are born. Amen. So the answer to your question of prayer is that really the Christ and the truth answer is that that method is wrong. Yes. But the messy answer is that God knows that you can't change it immediately. Because we are so used to doing it that way. <laughs> you get me? We are so used to directing our lives after what we see somebody who has done better than us gone ahead of us we may be honestly happy with the person but we still covet the bible covet is covetousness right we still covet it not because it is for us not because it has been instructed for us but because we see the vanity <laughs> that she is getting is money that she's getting extra are you seeing it that's what you're actually going for. Praise God. So, the, 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 the school of Christ is an immersion school that will transform your whole life. If so, you let it transform your life. And you won't die. You'll be okay. In fact, you'll be better than you were before. Praise the name of the Lord. It's almost like Let's say all your life you were you were born in Canada. Let's say for example you've lived in Canada for 35 years. And then all of a sudden they tell you that now things are moving in Iraq. God tells you go to Iraq and go and live there. Praise the name of the Lord. Then when Iraq is even too extreme. Let me use something even nicer. <laughs> Let me, I just told the mother, like, Iraq, dude, that was extreme. 
Let's calm down. Let's use something like, God will tell you, okay, you've lived in Ghana all your life, 35 years. God will tell you, okay, go and live in Tanzania or Zambia. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a bit too much for many to take. But, so, with the destination is Zambia. Your current location is Canada. So you behave like a Canadian, and that's part of the problem. If you go to, if you go to Zambia behaving like a Canadian, you will suffer all those things you are afraid of. Do you get me? <laughs> You'll not be able to drive in traffic. You'll not be able to deal with the rashness of how people are. And you'll not be able to deal with the mosquitoes. You'll not be able to deal with every time, maybe if you're a Canadian, Canadian, everything, anything that anybody does, you will say, you will say sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. You'll be taken advantage of. <laughs> Amen. So, I don't mean from Nigeria. So, let's say it's Nigeria. You will, they will finish, it's like they will finish your life. So, but instead, so let's say the destination is Nigeria. Let's use Nigeria, since we are more familiar. And then you, all you know is Canada. You're Canadian, Canadian. So, what God did is that you can't just move to Nigeria. What God will first do is that he will first get you, introduce you to some Nigerians in Canada. Go and hang out with them first for like two years. Let them teach you their ways in your Canadian environment. That's what God does. Are you seeing how, how he helps? So by the time, after like two years of spending time with Nigerians in Canada, you will begin to understand that it's not every, but every time that you're offended, you say sorry. <laughs> because even the ones in Canada would have taken advantage of you a little bit. They get me your safe space. <laughs> So, your tongue will start changing. Your culture, your language will start changing. You become more tougher. You become more manageable with them. Praise the name of the Lord. After then, then you can now be more comfortable going to Nigeria. In fact, the friends you already had here will know people back there who can help you. Amen? That's what God did with Christ. Christ is from God. Christ is like that Nigerian in Canada, that Nigerian friend you have in Canada, though you are a Canadian, based on the example I'm giving. So God, God sent Christ to begin to introduce you to his life. Amen? And his life, the Nigerian way of living, is extremely different from the Canadian way of living. Amen? Including the sometimes false niceness. <laughs> You get all those all those things are in the Canadian culture of living extremely different, and so God will want to first slowly begin to get you recultured in your in slowly. You can't just transform from a Canadian to a Nigerian all at once. Slowly begin to make you tougher. Slowly begin to make you see things the way He sees things. Amen. Until you are now seeing things fully the way he sees things. And that's why the, the teachings of Christ, the impartation of Christ, is precept upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little. There a little. Because God knows our, our souls. 
God knows what the God of this world used this world to do to us. Amen. Let's see Isaiah 28 on that. Um, Isaiah chapter 28. From verse 9. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, somebody else is trying to join. Thank you, Victor. So we're not able to record this meeting, Pastor James. Um, no, but I, I, um, I have it on Mixer, so it'll be, I'll, it'll be recorded there. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I said, uh, who can help us from verse 9? Isaiah 28. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Mm-hmm. For precepts must be upon precepts, precepts upon precepts, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, and there a little. Praise God. So, look at the first statement there. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Then what is inside? What 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 is next? There? Whom shall he make to understand doctrine? So doctrine carries knowledge, and knowledge is a high thing. Are you with me? What is knowledge? Knowledge is a high thing. So when you are a newborn baby in in, in Jesus, you are just born again. They won't just expose you to knowledge like that, because knowledge is a high thing. They expose knowledge to them who have, God has helped them. They love God somewhere. God will help you in loving him, believing him to a dimension. Praise the name of the Lord. Then he will now open up knowledge to you. Why is that? Because the knowledge of God is hard to take. And why is the knowledge of God hard to take? Is because you are currently using another knowledge to prosper. How do I mean we currently use another knowledge to prosper? Now, let me go back to that example that Sister Akpe just gave. Maybe she's working with Iyano. Iyano has a certification and from there she got a promotion. And then she's making more money. And then she converts it. And without even leading, asking God, he's ready. You see, he's symmetry right to a man. He adds up. Let me go and get the same certification so I can try and get the same promotion. And you know, most of us will just go ahead and do it without checking in our spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, that method is a knowledge. Why is it a knowledge? It has worked for Yanu. That's a knowledge. It will work for me. So, if knowledge that we currently have has profited us, 
and it was not God's knowledge. Are you getting me? It will be difficult for when God's knowledge comes that is opposite to what has profited you for you to take it. That always is the challenge. Souls, one big, one big issue with man is that if something, if there's a methodology he has tried, because many people try to make it in life, not so. If there's a methodology that a certain man has tried to make it, and he made it, there's almost nothing anybody can do to convince him he should try another method. Is that song? Is it working? It's working. If it's working, <laughs> it's a reinforcement on the soul. That if this thing, you tried ABC, you backbited your co-worker and you got promoted. Do you get me? You not only have you gotten promoted in the flesh, you've also gotten promoted in the spirit, the spirit of backbiting. Why? Because it has profited you. So next time, you not won't think, you not won't feel any guilt in backbiting, because you've seen what you've seen the profit. Now, man lives by profit. Praise the name of the Lord. What did I say? Man lives by profit. If it's working for you, you you will not easily drop it. Some of the most most difficult attitudes for us to drop in in, uh, our life, habits, wrong habits, for us to drop, are the ones that have actually made profit for us. Wisdoms that we've used in the past that maybe got us the job. Wisdoms that we've used in the past that maybe got us uh, maybe maybe the spouse. <laughs> Wisdoms we've used in the past to get ahead. And it worked. So no matter it would be difficult for somebody to come and preach that that was evil. Because it didn't work. Or only you know is evil. It's one of the evils that you've been negotiating with Jesus. You'll be giving up all the other evil. But you say, don't touch this one. I have tried now. I haven't given you 90% of my evil. Have I not tried? <laughs> because the, the, so the one that profits you the most is the one you hide the most. You want to preserve and keep. Is somebody hearing me today? Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, it seems that we have to do so. It says one hour for the call. Yeah, I think so. It so ends in ten minutes. In ten minutes. Okay. Once it ends, you send us a new link. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll we'll join again. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So what profits you is what you keep. Now, until initially, when you come into the waters of Christ, they give you a little bit of profit in it. Do you know what the profit is? The profit is that understanding. You know, when, when, you, are, when you are a baby Christian, right, and you're going to church, and you open the Bible, and you, you, don't, you can't really get it. 
I want to be okay. Let's be frank. How many how many ministrations have we gone for that they open Philippians and teach from Philippians? Why? It's because they don't understand it, or they go to Book of Revelations or First John chapter one. Today we are going to be doing the study, the teaching, the ministrations on the First John fellowship of life, eternal life. Few. Why is that? Because understanding is not there. So one of the profits they give us in Christ is that thing called understanding. The hour, the day when you yourself, you begin to open and do your Bible study. Say, what? I never knew this is what the Bible was saying. The thing is very sweet. Revelation is very sweet like that. When you begin to get breakthrough of understanding. That is almost like the reward, the early stage reward of learning Christ. That joy of understanding what you did not understand before. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, everything in life has a reward or, in, or an attachment or, or a gift. Amen? Or a profit attached to it. It works on both sides. On the good side and on the bad side. Go, have us dive into it a little bit. You have to go back to Genesis to understand that thing properly. Am I okay? Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we together? Yes. Amen. Now, what happened in the garden in the garden in Genesis? Was that Satan designed a life there. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And with that same concept. That without, if he don't sell a profit to man. He won't buy your product. So that's why the tree is not just called the tree of evil. It's actually just the tree of evil. But he added a good to it. That's why Eve said that he deceived me. Meaning when he was selling the product to, to Eve. He never told Eve of the evil. That you'll be separated from God, which is the evil. All he sold Eve was that you will be wise like God. Good. Eve must have been seeing cities built. Craft. So what is the good? The good was the profit of the, of the doing evil. Praise the name of the Lord. On the other hand... That tree of life in God's own dimension, God doesn't give his reward first. God will first show you the life to culture first. Behind doing the life is the reward. Are you seeing the methodology? So, Satan's methodology seems attractive because it's almost like he's dangling the reward in front of you. It's very obvious. Whereas God's methodology looks like, ah, you will have to suffer before you get this thing. <laughs> God will lay there the journey to get inheritances, rewards in him. But not knowing that inside the journey is actually the sowing of the reward. Praise the name of the Lord. Inside the learning of Christ, inside the culturing, God will help us today. Inside the culturing, that, that funny, weird Christ life that seems so opposite to how the world is. How, how, how can a man even survive living as a Christ? That thing, that same thing, if they weave it inside you, you will see powers. 
operating inside you. They sold Christ with powers. Praise the name of the Lord. They weaved Christ with powers. Amen. They weaved Christ with what? With powers. Now, uh, maybe we should switch to the next line. If I can. I wanted us to go to Hebrews chapter 1. So we can see that. Well, I think we should send the link so that we can just... I'm afraid it's going to drop off any time, any minute now. Thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you, my Father. Shane mekati asaye, eshi palakatasye tekedije adaye, telebetosye tias, jimada kasya tabaye, jibedeshya tafatijaya, talishya tabaya, talishya tepedija, menekesye tufetije daya. Evedishia Tayataya, Eja Devedishia Tayadaya, Makisha Tepedia Saya. Thank you, Operator. Yeah, so she has sent it. Let's uh, join back. Let's use that link she just sent on the group. Thank you. See you on the other side. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. God will help us today. Hi. Amen. God will help us today. We want to dive into the this is something that God sold together. We know all those those statements, those statements about Christ. It sounds weak. Meekness. Lowliness. Esteem the other. Greater than yourself. All those statements, they, it's, they, they make him sound weak. But you don't know something. It's, an, it's, an, it's a mystery that God did. God weaved inside those statements, those words, powers. Invincible powers. God weaved inside those words, invincible powers. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's see quickly. Let's see Hebrews chapter 1. We're also going to go to Psalm 103 as well. I want to just show you, just want to show us something. Open our eyes if God is merciful this evening. Verse 1. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being the brightness of his glory and express image of his person. Now look at my statement here. Look at the statement here. Upholding all things by the word of his power. Upholding all things by the word. So it means that it's almost like DNA. You know your genetic sequencing. They are codes. But those codes are powerful. Those codes determine how your hair will be. Praise the name of the Lord. Those codes in the, in, the, in the genetics of a man determine how your face will look. 
how light-skinned you will be or how dark-skinned you will be. So it's powerful. Though it's a sequencing, it's a knowledge, it's an information. So here he's saying in Hebrews 1 that upholding all things by the word of his power. So you means that you can never separate power from God's word. You can never separate power from God's word. If you want to access real power in God, you must be able to access his word. And accessing word is not just by hearing it. That the first step is to hear it. What makes it effective, effectual, what makes it powerful is when you now do it, become it. Praise the name of the Lord. The greatest fear of a man is in the doing it. Why? Because the, what God is asking us to do in Christ seems it makes you a weak person. Let, let me just put it bluntly. What we've just been saying, Hebrew, Philippians chapter 2, let's read it. It makes you a weak person. It makes you look weak. It makes you look like you don't want to do it, no, no strength at all. Let's see Philippians chapter 2 again. So maybe uh, you help me read again. Uh, let's read verse 1 to 5 of Philippians chapter 2. If there... Or seven, uh, eight, actually, verse eight. Thank you. Uh, so, verse eight? Yes. Okay. No, no, from one to eight. Okay. Thank you. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Let not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto the even the death of the cross. Are you seeing a a, a gradual? <laughs> you know when somebody say, "Okay, we are climb going higher." Step by step. Here it looks like he was going lower, step by step. From meekness, lowliness of mind, to obedience, then even obedience unto death. Complete and perfect mumu. From obedience, so it looks like that. From obedience to obedience, first time with meekness, consider others, esteem others. What kind of mind is that? They say, let this mind be in you. What kind of mind is that? So, but by looking at the instruction of that mind, it seems powerless. Hmm. It seems powerless. It seems you are, you are losing control. It seems you'll be subjugated. 
Amen? But I want to make you see the other side. Until you lose control, God will not come into control. <laughs> Amen? Now, I, I want to show you Psalm 103. Now, ever since, you know, growing up, you know, when you hear about evil spirits, principalities and powers, dominions and might, the, don't, that, that, those names won't scare you. Principalities and powers, dominions and might. You will think that they are the, the mightiest angels. In my mind, I said, yeah, a principality must be a beastly angel. But let me break news to you. Do you know they are the least of the angelic class? Meaning they are the least powerful angels. They are actually the angels, as we call it, of the outer courts. Principality, powers, dominion, knights. They were the four horsemen of revelations as well. They are the outer court angels. The least powerful. But if you see, when you begin to read them, what they did in Revelation, you think, wow. They are the most powerful. But they are actually the least powerful. Is somebody understanding me today? It means that by looking powerful in the realm of the spirit, you are actually the least powerful. By looking in control, in the realm of the spirit, you're actually the least in control. That's why you wrestle not against flesh and blood. In fact, the more muscle you are using to fight enemies, the, the worse they are disturbing your life. The more they are in control of your life. <laughs> Let's see Psalm 103 from verse 19. Somebody help me read. You will see the order of strength of power in the heavens. Psalm 103 from verse 19. Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom. Ruler over all. Bless the Lord, the angels, that excel in strength and do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Blessed the Lord, all his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Mm-hmm. Bless the Lord, oh my oh my, soul. oh my soul is the last. <laughs> That's mad. What is man that thou mindful of him? You made him, thou made him a little lower than angels. So he's lower than the least of angels. So from verse 19 to 22, you are going to see the order of creation. We'll take it again slowly. The Lord had prepared his throne. That's the, that's the top. If you want to, the, the most high of creation is the throne of God and his kingdom. The Lord has prepared his throne in the what? In the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. What does that all include? All the heavens, earth, everything beneath that. That's the highest of creation. The next thing under is what we call the cherubims. They call them angels here. 
Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that what? Excel in strength. What did they, how did they do that? How did they do? That do his commandments. What they just do is they do his commandments. Hearkening unto the voice of his word. That's their job and they are the strongest angels. The ones that you think are the most strongest, they call them dominion. You don't really like dominion. <laughs> but dominion is the least of them in strength. So after the angels that excel in strength, the next one is verse 21, which are also angels, but they are now seraphims. They call them hosts. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his. That do his pleasure. As the Bible will say, has he not made uh, uh, them ministering spirits unto all them who are heirs of salvation? Ministering spirits, they are angels too. But they are lower class angels than the cherubic angels. And it's also defined by even their what they do. The one, they hacking diligently unto the voice of his, his word, doing his commandments. And the Bible says, if you love me, what would you do? You would do. So cherubims are love angels. Then the second one, bless ye the Lord, verse 21, ye, bless ye the Lord, all his hosts, ye ministers of he that do his pleasure. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God, Shall believe that he is. So here is in the order. The highest they are love angels. The next ones are faith angels. Doing his pleasure. So cherubims, seraphims. Most holy, holy place. And then the last class of angelic realm is the outer court. Where you have verse 22. Bless the Lord all his works. In all places, now all places are actually four places. Principalities, power, might, and dominion. In all places of his dominion. Because those four, a principality is also a dominion. A might is also a dominion. A power is also a dominion. And the last one is dominion. So they call it all places of his dominion. Now, if, any, if you were to ask a canal man, what kind of angel do you like the most? <laughs> uh, if they say well, okay what superhero do you want to be of the angelic the first thing a person a carnal person will say I want to be a dominion because dominion is physical everybody can know that I'm in charge <laughs> whereas the other ones you will see their own instead of them being dominions all they are saying is holy 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 is the lord god almighty <laughs> so are you see self we want rather be a dominion let me be a dominion. Everybody know I'm a dominion. Now just be worshipping God. And hacking in onto the voice of his word. So are you beginning to see. Really to a carnal man. The dominion are stronger than the angels. The cherubims. Cherubims look like they are weak. They don't have strength. So they have to be hanging out with God all the time. And listening to what God is saying. They don't have strength of their own. Whereas a dominion can be in the outer court and be using strength. So, they, to the carnal mind, to a natural man, that is better. Yes. That is better. But in the spirit, it's not. 
So, becoming weaker in humility to God is actually gain in the spirit. So when they will say godliness with contentment is great gain. It means godliness is gain. Combine it with contentment. What has, what has it done to? Great gain. Why, why is it, why, why when combined with contentment, it becomes great gain? It's because he's a content man who can hack in diligently onto the voice of his word. <laughs> if you are not content, you'll be instructing yourself. You will not be able to wait for instruction. Now, let me just break it a little bit more. Contentment doesn't mean that you will not go to school. Contentment doesn't mean you will not do certifications. You will not aspire for better in your workplace. Contentment means that you are fine either way. You are just waiting on the Lord to give you the push, the instruction of what to do. <laughs> That's contentment. Content- contentment is a rest in the spirit. Amen. I don't know if I'm making sense. Contentment is a what? Is a rest in the spirit. Where the soul is at rest. Not that the soul is not laziness. The soul is at rest that if, for example, something is become is so glaring, it's symmetry, just do this. Since we started with that example, just do this certification and you will get the promotion. It's so glaring. Why do I need to wait? It's because you are not content. <laughs> Because the reason why it's so glaring is because you are seeing the profits, ego, you are seeing the vanity you will gain in addition from it. But a content man will be like, well, that's, that is a good thing, no. I mean, if we, get, if we get more money, no problem. But the Lord has not instructed me yet. I will go and pray about it. I will check my heart to see if it's something I should do. So, I have a question. Go ahead. So, um... I know I'm touching one or two things. Yeah, so at, at work, at our workplaces, so, I mean, where I work, we have the capacity to, like, you can apply for jobs within, and because you're you're working, you're working with the organization, yeah. they will consider you first before they consider an external candidate. So, are you saying that if we are not instructed to, like, apply for a particular job, say, for instance, I'm already having... I'm sort of like tired of what I'm doing at the moment. Yeah. You know, so if I'm a, if I'm not instructed from my heart to apply for a job, because all of these things is time frame. So yes. I know if, you know, when I'm trusting God that oh, God, you're not saying anything. You, yes. I need to know if I'm going to miss this opportunity. Yes. To apply for this job. Yes. Are you saying that you know my 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 quest or sort of like my my thinking that I'm not interested in a particular job, I'm just tired of it. I cannot just say that, oh, I want to apply for this job because I feel that it's going to give me more experience, you know, sort of like moving me up to the management chain and all that kind of stuff. Not that I'm lost, you know, but because I'm just tired of what I'm doing and yes. I don't want to also be found like I'm being slothful in my business. Yes. Because somewhere I'm not finding fulfillment anymore. Yes. But maybe because I'm not I've not heard it clearly, but I just go there and I say, ah, I'm on this job. It looks like something I can't do. Let yes, me apply yes. now. Would you say that I really have to wait 
and then trust God. Yes. For, for it. I mean, because I mean, I, I, I want you to answer this, and I have a particular situation right now that I'm dealing with. Not for me exactly, but for someone very close to me, is that, you know, this person has gotten an offer yeah. from, from a company. Okay. If even though they are still, you know, trusting God in their spirit to know, should I accept this offer? And the offer came on a premise where they don't like the arrangements mm-hmm. or how the organization probably like found references. I mean, the organization said they are not straightforward. Yes, so, yes. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, it, and, I mean, better pay and all that kind of stuff, but it's just there, trusting God. But you know all these things, it's time frame, and you're wondering, what should I do? What should, should I, you do? Yes. This, this last opportunity. Yes, yes. It's so no fast. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so I'm just, I'm just, I, I want you to help me to clarify it, you know, for the first part, you know, looking at myself and looking at my job and then, how you know I sometimes I just I'm, sometimes I will do those things and my husband will be like why do you want to leave yeah. <laughs> and I'm like I want to leave can't you see that this thing I'm doing I'm tired you're tired uh-huh. okay so I want to know if I'm not burning in my lust and it's not that or I really have to wait and yeah and now yes yes <laughs> I'll give you some some wisdoms I do. If I'm in such a situation like that, I would still prepare the resume. Um, and while I'm preparing it, obviously there's a deadline for we you need to apply. So I would prepare my resume as though I'm applying, but in the center, all the while checking my spirit. And for where I'm at probably right now, I won't submit until I've checked my spirit properly. And I know whether I should do it or not. But I know that in time past, not everybody maybe where I'm at. So, sometimes, the, you know, you, everyone is in a certain level, right? If you really feel the thing is burning you, like, ah, you really want this thing, you can apply and just pray to God that God just cover it. In case it's not what you want, I'm okay. You know that kind of thing? Aha. Uh-huh. So, those, there are different ways of doing it to kind of balance where you are at in your spiritual growth. But the, the honest truth question, answer is that, uh, when you are a full Christ, you should get a you should get an approval first, a check in your spirit first. Even by judgment, by the knowledge you have, you will know. Yeah. You also know also how God is dealing with you. Sometimes God can be dealing with you in that place of your suffering, of that your current position. And that in that place that you are and that current position that you are a bit suffering, you can know that God actually wants you to stay there because He wants you to pick up a new an attitude. He wants you to pick up a, a, a maybe a, a culture or maybe something. He wants you to learn something from it. Somewhere inside you, you will know when you are in Christ, when you are fully vested in Christ, and when you know that they are still, they are still, you know, they are dealings in Christ. When you know that they are still, you are still in a certain particular dealing. Praise the name of the Lord. When you know that you are still in a certain particular dealing, you stay there. You don't move yourself out of the environment. That Christ has put you for your dealings. Whereas, on the other hand, if you don't feel you are profiting anything spiritually, no, no gain, no dealings, um, you haven't heard yet, be preparing the application. Um, be ready to submit it and trust it into God's hand. That's the advice. I'm giving advice with wisdom. You get it? <laughs> Amen. The, so the pure, the pure truth advice. 
is that you wait till before you I prefer the resume, but before I submit it, I'll wait till the Lord gives me praise God. And sometimes I, I kid you not, he will he will he will give you an inclination. It may even be through your husband. Yes. It may even be through him. You you know you will get something. I I bet you I, I, the God has never once failed. I know it's on experience. You will get something. You will know before you press send, if you are able to wait. <laughs> if you are able to wait. So uh, like for example, you see most many just postings. Even though okay, you want to apply, you want to be the first step to apply. Actually, they wait till the posting has ended before they finally. I know how they do it before they give all the final distance. So if it's December 9th, that is the closing date, prepare everything as though you are going to apply. But before now on December 9th, if it's that important because your job is also a very major part of your life, even your Christian life, in the sense that the, the is where you spend most of your time, a lot of your time. And if the environment there is not conducive for your growth, you shouldn't be there. Do you get me? If God cannot take advantage of that environment, and that's so God manages Christ. When you are in Christ's work, Christ even manages the level you should be, the position you should be at work at this stage. I remember once many years ago, I think in 2013, I, I was frustrated with my, the job I was doing. I was tired. I wanted to leave. I was already ready to leave. My mind already left. <laughs> but the only, thing that, the only thing that made me not to leave when I already left is Holy Ghost. Is <laughs> dealings. Do you get me? And it's not like he told me that I will not leave. He just told me, let him be the one. Let by that they will instruct me when to go. So I now left the next year, June 20, 2014. That's when I was permitted. It was after our, our first convention we had. Uh, I was permitted to now leave. I now left, but I didn't get... You now think that Holy Ghost has instructed you, you now leave, and then you now get a job immediately. I didn't get the job immediately. I was not to go and sit down at home. For about three months. Ew. And I was like, I was like what is this? What did I leave? Not knowing that God in his infinite wisdom was beautifully calculating my life. At that same time, I started my master's in 2012. It was a blended instruction program. Online, partly online in class. I go to once a year. And this is 2014 now. So this is the year when my thesis is due. And I bet you, even though they say it's blending instruction, you can do it while you walk. You can't do this while you are walking. God used that window, that three-month window, to help me finish my paper. As I finished the paper, I now got the job. But I did not know because I was complaining. I thought they would just move me from one job. Not knowing God was, he was playing a symphony. But in that three months, you see unbelief. Fighting Holy Ghost. Because you are the one who told me to go. <laughs> Fighting Holy Ghost. Why did you tell me to go where it was? Uh, where they, as though you were thinking that there was another job waiting for you. No. But later on, by the time I now got the next job, I just I saw a beautiful music note that the Lord played in my life. Uh, they get me. So thank God I did not leave in 2013 when I wanted to leave. They, all those balances comes from instruction, waiting on the Spirit for instructions, endurance. Part of what you learn in Christ is long suffering. Is, you know, and maybe be able to share in his sufferings. And the reason for sharing in his suffering is so that you learn the culture of 
staying while they are not really they are not really pampering you so that you can is actually you know how you learn how to be obedient you don't learn how to be obedient when they are pampering you when you know they are going to give you juice if you do it you learn how to be obedient the most where all of you wants to leave that place the only thing that was holding me back is heaven <laughs> I used to, at that point, you have temptation to say, okay, heaven, just be going. Because me, I have already gone. All your system has already left the place. So, but you only say only by because they've not just given you answer. And actually, sometimes, God's no answer is actually an answer. When God has not given an answer, he's trying to tell you. He's to get to you, wait. It's a high thought I just shared. He's trying to instigate to you that the action here is to wait. Maybe the deadline has not passed. Then wait. Prepare as though you want to apply. But wait, if you have not picked the thing in your heart. That's the pure Christ way to do it. Praise the name of the Lord. Well, I know many of us may not be at that level too. So sometimes we may just still want to. The thing is a great opportunity. It seems right. It's really obvious. God, and if you go ahead and do it, and just because it's so obvious, nobody's going to hold it against you. They say, the Bible says, if a righteous man falls seven times, he rises up all seven. It's part of your progress. It's part of your process. Have I helped somebody today? But what's my what's my point? What's the 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 major of my point today? That the way of Christ seems weak. Seems like he's bringing you into further weakness. Feels like he's making you. Uh, why are you yawning of yours? Am I boring? <laughs> It seems like it's making you weaker. It seems like it's, they are always taxing you. Forgive. Don't show malice. Don't envy. Love. When they slap you and want you to turn the other cheek. Amen? Uh, be meek. Lowly. Be obedient. All these statements are major statements in God. But I tell you, every statement of every personality, of every attribute that God tells you is Tied with power. Sold inside the, the DNA sequence of those words is power. I kid you not. It's power. Before you know it, do you know what do you know what those things activate? They begin to activate the increased presence of God in your life. A time will come when you become a full Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. It will activate the glory of God in your life. Let me let me help you. Let me help you further. Let's go and find out if a few things of that glory. When you when you have that glory, all these things will not be a problem. Let's see it. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Romans chapter 6. Let's do the song. Romans chapter 6, verse 4. Then Romans chapter 8, I believe, verse 11. 
Please go down and we'll go to another vest from there. Amen. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. It says, um, Yanni, do you want to help us read? I don't know if you are good with that chance. Uh, we'll, we'll survive. Go ahead. It's alright. Okay. Romans 6 4. We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, mm-hmm. we too might walk in newness of life. Okay, so the glory of the Father, I just want to confirm the person who this is. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 8, verse 11, sorry, verse 11. Okay. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. So the glory of the Father is who? Is the spirit. Is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is actually glory. Amen. Amen. The Holy Ghost is actually what? Glory. Now hear me, I'm going somewhere. Let's see Genesis chapter 1. From verse 1? From verse 1. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was overing over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called the night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Should I go on? Yes, just go on one more verse. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. The second day, praise God. So who was doing all these things? The Spirit. That same Holy Ghost too. So, where all the diamond is on the earth, who knows? Where the earth is going in next technology, who knows? <laughs> you can trust him. That's the problem. You see, the, the problem we don't feel we can trust him. But the problem, the only, what to activate him is your weakness, your humility, your meekness. Showing what you are trying to show is that you are you will be harmless with short power. When they if they if to, for them to entrust you with that much power, you must be harmless with it. That's why the reason for the weakness is to make you harmless. You know, many of us were very harmful. Very harmful. Ah, Shaya. Kaya, Taya. 
We have a cupboard ready for war. AK-47. Yep. Shotgun. Grenades. There are some bad boys who have nuclear bomb in their cupboard. <laughs> Remember again the example of maybe you you know what profit is what you keep. So maybe you backbited against a cork and you got promoted. What do you just do? You just sprayed him with an AK-47. And you got an advantage. Do you think they will trust you with glory of God? He will go far. <laughs> he will go. Anytime he sees you going east, he will go west. If you see you are going west, he will go east. He will be resisting the proud. He will be running away from you. So though you may feel more in control, but you will have to be using all that your strength, all your all the days of your life. That's what Adam lost in the garden. That was the evil they did not see. Praise God. Let's see it in another way. Let's see. Um, somebody help me. Azar chapter 60. Let's read a little bit there. Azar chapter 60. Verse 1, yes, please. Arise, shine, for your light has come, mm-hmm. and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Mm-hmm. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and take darkness to peoples. <coughs> for the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen on, upon you. Mm-hmm. And nations shall come to your light, mm-hmm. and see the brightness of your right. Oh my God. It's okay. Now, see. Everybody quotes this scripture. It's not by mouth. <laughs> what did he say? What's the first statement? Arise. Then after you arise, shine. What does arise mean? Get up. What does that mean? Grow up to him. No growth, no shine. How do I know again? They confirm, arise, shine. What causes you to arise is the first one. For thy light is come. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Christ is come. If Christ has come to you, light has come to you. And that light you are hearing will cause you to arise. You will grow up into him in all things. Then after that, they, when they can now talk about the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Many people like glory. They don't like the walk. You can't pray for this glory. Now, some of you ask me, no, 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 Pastor James. I already have the Holy Ghost. That's not the word I'm talking about. That you got a measure of the Holy Ghost at New Beds. So this Holy Ghost we are talking about is full. The Holy Ghost that is called... The father used to clothe himself. Called the glory of God. Hmm? At 20, Jesus did not have him in this full measure. 
How do I know? He was when he got to thirty at River Jordan. What did they find? <laughs> what did what happened? Holy Ghost came from heaven as a dove, rested upon him, and he said, "This is my son, in whom I have well pleased." And he gave him the spirit what without measure. Aha! Uh-huh. That's when that's when glory now actually began. So it means that he did not get it 29 and a half. It was at 30 that Dove rested. And when he said, this is my son, the human well pleased, it's not just that day he pleased him. He has been pleasing him since. He has been journeying since, pleasing the father, that a day came, he came into it, he has arisen in stature. Then Dove now rested. At New Bet, <laughs> The Holy Ghost we go to just make our spirit alive. He just there quiet. Nobody uses him. In fact, you ask him one question. When before he even answers, he already decided what he wants to do. Before he even answers. <laughs> when he now answers, you now take what he has answered and marry it with what you already want to do. <laughs> what you already want to do is on your heart. Praise God. <laughs> so, you will see that at new birth, all we know the Holy Ghost is, is as Holy Ghost. I, I'm going somewhere. You won't yet know him as the spirit of truth. It means he has not opened his body up to you yet. When you start knowing him as the spirit of truth, the next thing you begin to access is that you now start knowing that he's not just, he's one who, Amen. He's one, but what happened again? He's seven. Praise the name of the Lord. He's one, but what has happened? He's manifested as what? As seven. So that's where you start hearing about what we call the seven spirits of God. Am I communicating? That's when you start knowing him as what? As the seven spirits of God. It means now, he has now come to begin to teach to churn out knowledge to you. Why knowledge? Because he's not wanting to convert nature. All he's trying to do is to prepare you so that he can come fully. He wants to be able to come fully as glory to you. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So all the labor of the Holy Ghost bringing truth to your, to us is for what? Is for to prepare us to be able to be able, for Him to be able to rest as glory. And when He has rested as glory, kings will come to the rising of brightness. You will not be need, you won't be needing to be looking for your mates and what they've used to make money. Because of brightness, because of glory, because of the the intertwined power that has been attacked, that has been now been twined into the nature that you've become, it will make things work for. It will instruct you of where your gold and silver is, where your profits. The Lord God will teach you how to profit. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody help me find that scripture. The Lord God who teacheth. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Is it the one about make wealth? Yes, I think it's something about that. He teaches us how to make wealth or how to profit. 
Praise God. So, are you seeing why the is almost like an intelligence? You need to be intelligent in the spirit. What's the intelligence? The intelligence is knowing that for by being meek, you are not being meek, not just for meekness sake, which is good anyways. You are being meek because meekness is intertwined with power. Oh, you said it's Deuteronomy? 818. 8.18. Okay, let's read it. Thank you. I trust we are being blessed. I am open for questions, so please. You can correct me if I'm wrong, bro. 8.18. But thou shalt... Deuteronomy 8.18. Yes. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to make wealth. It is he that giveth thee power to make wealth. Amen. There's also another verse that says he, he teach is the one that can teach you. Isaiah, thank you. Yeah, that one too. Isaiah 48. Let's see that one as well. Isaiah 48. 17. Yes. Thus saith the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. He gets me. Teacheth thee to profit. So he will teach you, instruct you on how to profit. God can do it. And it's better if God does it than you do it by watching others who have done it. Because when God teaches you how to profit, that skill that he has impacted is actually the profit. It's a permanent skill that has impacted on how to profit. God is a blesser. I kid you not. You, you don't waste any minute of any second being taught by him. God is the kind of being that, and I've, I, I've practi- I have practical things about that. Sometimes, you know, there's a time I was giving a testimony of, you know, my own, kind of my own path. How sometimes I walk, God will come and visit me, try and teach me. But, and I'll start complaining, but I'm at work. But somehow, God just gave me grace to be flexible. Sorry, it's not, every, not for everybody. They just say, don't try this at home. Because it was a fact. <laughs> but that just gave me that grace to be flexible. Then do you know what, after a while, do you know what I began to notice? I began to notice. Sometimes, if you won't come, you, you know, he's always going, going. He, he will come every while I'm a bit busy. And I'll be like, okay, okay. I will take a little time, go to the scriptures he's bringing, get the understanding. Do you know what I now notice? When he goes, he will leave with something. That thing I thought was making me busy. I will find out that easy solution to it has come. Every time he goes, after blessing me, after maybe showing the light he wanted to show, I will now find out that the rest of my day at work will become simple. Because help. He, oh, I, didn't, I know that I asked him for it. He gets me. It was almost like I was accommodating him. Okay, let him, anywhere I am, I will give you space. I was trying to make, I'm accommodating you. Then I'll now work hard. But every time he will leave, after he has visited me at such a place at a time like that, he will leave with something, with a blessing. What's the blessing? He will give me a wisdom. Maybe some people, I just need to talk to somebody that has done what I'm struggling with, with before. 
The person will just tell me the answer. I don't need to do four hours struggle. Or there's something I'll just research. Or I ask that maybe somebody else has even done something. <laughs> and I started noticing that. And I now realize that actually God, 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 God does not visit you and leave you empty-handed. God does not teach you without impartation. In fact, as, he, as, as, as I am talking about the Spirit right now, that same Holy Ghost is inside you, each and every one of you, trying to turn these my words into ink on the tablets of your heart and on your mind. Because today you've come to understand that it's not just a, it's, the fact that you are mighty doesn't make you closer to God. He's actually a weaker man that is closer to God. He's actually one who is meeker that is closer to God. Because guess what? God already has all power. You don't even need to be too powerful. Trust Him well more. Find ways to improve trust in Him. Power will be made available that is already existing inside Him. And the final one, when you have transformed into being conformed to the image of His Son, Christ Jesus. When you've conformed to the image of his son, Christ Jesus, glory awaits you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have the scripture to confirm what I've been saying now. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And we'll begin to round up there. Romans chapter 8. <clears throat> Glory to God. Okay, help me read. Help me read from verse 28 to 30. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. According to his purpose. Oh, sorry, just pause. Yeah. So, According to his purpose. So God has purpose. They now want to define purpose. Mm. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Mm. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Okay. In order that he might be the firstborn among many so brothers. What's the purpose here? Conformity. And where did we find the image of the son? Image is like mind. We just read Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 to 8. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Humility, meekness, obedience, obedience unto death. Let each one esteem the other one greater than himself. Like mind. Image. So this is the conformity. Now let's see what this conformity will produce. Thank you, Yano. Continue. Okay. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. Mm -hmm. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Glory. Mm. I say glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it's alright. We're wrapping up. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
I say glory. The end of this matter is glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Does anyone have any question? Anything to say? I'm sorry, sir. What does the glory look like? Because glory is a term that we use a lot. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Ah, glory is a bastardized <laughs> term. Yeah, <laughs> use glory in terms of natural things. In terms of natural things. So by now, you already know that yes. one is wrong. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, what is glory? Glory is the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Glory is Holy Ghost in his full colors. And full means Holy Ghost who is at rest in you. Right now, Holy Ghost is not at rest in us. Huh? How do I know? Very simple. You, you took a step without him. He's not at rest. <laughs> You exhibit attributes that are not in accordance to his Christ because he's the spirit of Christ. He's not at rest. So remember how I said, you know, in Isaiah 11, they talk about the seven spirits of God. Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. He's one spirit. So he's like a dove, like a bed. Now, a bed has two wings, but in those two wings, the wings has like three Three push outs. So that's three, three, six. Is one is one spiritual boy is seven. When he opens, it means when Holy Ghost first comes to us at New Bet, he comes with his hands folded because he does not trust you yet. <laughs> he recall that's why most most Christians don't know who know anything about seven spirits. They say, Hey, what are you come with again? It's not me, it's Bible. But those seven spirits is actually one spirit. If you want to buy Revelation chapter 5 verse 6, Revelation chapter 4 verse 4 to 6, Isaiah chapter 11, seven spirits of, the, of God. Amen. So it means that if we, we don't know, if we don't know him as the spirit of wisdom, we don't have it. In fact, the first time, after you are born again, you don't have any of those ones. Is Ephesians chapter 1, they will, after I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto all the saints, then you now what? Give you the spirit of wisdom. The first two wings will open up. It means that he has been watching you. You are loving the saints. Your faith is strong in Jesus. Now he can trust you. you know? It's like when you come to, let's say you come to my house for the first time. You won't just come and just sit down anywhere. You'll be careful. Ah, Pastor James, this, should I do this? What should I, should I touch this? Who wants to open the fridge? You'll be concerned. <laughs> that means you came with what? You came with closed feet, arms like this. Careful. You're cautious. Do you get me? It's not a bad thing. It's just a natural thing. You will come with caution first because you don't know what I like or don't like. But some people that have been coming to my house for many days, they are no longer like guests. We don't even need to tell them <laughs> they know. They, they, as they enter, they've gone to the fridge already. They can say anything. I don't need to ask them what would what would you eat. They already know what they can help themselves. So they get so it comes with familiarity. You know the Holy Ghost, you've known his content, he'll begin to open his wings to you. And he wants to give you all his colours, all himself. 
whatsoever he has opened himself up fully to you because he trusts you because you have received this truth his content is his truth then you can now say you have the glory of God and what does it look like it doesn't really look like anything special it's not like your bank accounts all of a sudden become 20 million it would just mean that you buy you will be at a rest number one is actually more you won't even know it's other people who will know that there's something on you most of the time that's how it works the glory of god can be on some a man the man will not even know he has anything the man is just living by christ living by truth living by he has his nature but glory is working things for him glory is working things for him yes, i have a question so yes for like you just said now that the glory is like the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Yes. Is it the same thing as um, that scripture in Psalm, um, I think it's 3 verse 3 that says that um, is our glory and the lifter of our head. Yes. Um, is, if, would, that, would, would we say that that's like um, the Holy Spirit in its full expression or there is a particular glory that is has? I would say, you know, I would say it's from glory to glory, actually. So that one is the, our glory and lift up our head, meaning he's still raising you. That's the Lord, and that's Christ, because Christ is also a glory. To have Christ, to have the, his revelation, anything glory means something that you can enjoy, you can dance with, you can boast upon that you have. Okay. So that one is the Lord who is still lifting up your head, but that is not him as the glory of God, which Jesus finally manifested when he was John, it was, he, he lifted himself. He went back to heaven, what? In glory. That does glory. It was glory that caused him to walk between walls. It's glory. It's all that is glory. Yes. Praise God. I trust we have been blessed. Amen. Any other questions? Jennifer, you've been, you've been quiet. Are you being blessed? Yes, I am. Okay, wonderful. Praise God. Amen. I hope everybody... Uh, Tony, Sister Tony, how are you? Praise God. Sorry, I'm mute. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, I believe you've been blessed as I'm well. I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I didn't have muted. I'm good. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Um, This is going to be our last life feast, carry life feast for the year. Unfortunately, we have, and I, I don't know, uh, I don't know if the, the flyer has come out. I'll, I'll encourage everybody to connect as 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 often as they can this week uh, for anamnesis. Immediately the flyer comes out, we'll post it on the group. It's going to be a blessed time. So the one thing I really love about anamnesis is the worship session. It's always, it's always very awesome with anamnesis. Uh, amen. So I just want us to be blessed by it. So once the flyer comes out, we'll post it on the group so we can be blessed. So that's happening this week. The week after... The Calgary Life is Time. We will still be doing a meeting. Yeah, so instead of joining me on Google Meet, you just join me on YouTube. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah, so we'll be having prayers uh, towards the, uh, our School of the Spirit in Ottawa. We'll also be praying also for our worship event here as well, which is uh, on December 24th, but mainly for our major program in Ottawa. Uh, the school of which is going to be an awesome event as well. It always is. Is I I I I kid you not. It's like the beginning of a year. It it directs the entire year for you. Praise God. Thank you, Abby. I, I, is that, yeah. 
uh, it di- it gives you direction for the entire for your for your entire for the past two three years. That's how it has been for me. Uh, in the in the in the Canada School of the Spirit, we do in Ottawa. Praise God. So the next so that's next week will be this week is analysis. So no, that's why no life life is the upper week. We are doing prayers. We'll be live streaming from Edmonton, and then the week after that is our worship night, and it's Christmas as well. And the week after that is the Canada School of the Spirit. So right after the School of the Spirit in Ottawa, we will join back again. But between now and then, we'll be communicating a lot on WhatsApp. You'll be seeing a lot of updates on WhatsApp. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you so much. And you'll be seeing those streams as we go live on YouTube, both for the prayers, for the worship night. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You 